Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. This is episode 54. Two weeks to go, Gator Nation, and the season will be upon us by the time you hear this podcast. As always, I'm your boy, Hirsch. With me is CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? What's good? Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Got a few things to talk about tonight. Recruiting. uh, Practice. Practice. Um. You know, uh, black uniforms. We're going to kick that around for a minute and discuss that. You know, worthwhile topics. But as always, guys, make sure you go out and download us wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you're checking us out for the first time, maybe on our YouTube channel and you haven't already, go ahead and drop a subscribe on the channel for us, guys. It helps us a tremendous amount. We're giving doing another giveaway this month for this hat right here, the Swinging Gator Golf Hat from our good friends at Alma Mater. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that hat. Uh, go ahead, you drop a subscribe on the channel, a like on the video, and drop a comment down below. And that's all you got to do to be entered into the giveaway for the hat. And we'll be drawing for that the first week of September, guys. So make sure you do those three things. You got to do all three, and you'll be entered into that for the giveaway. Always make sure you go check out our good friends at Alma Mater. Man, they just dropped a whole bunch of new merchandise to go with the black uniforms. They got released, a T-shirt. Um, I believe they actually have a replica of the jersey as well. So make sure you go check out our good friends at Alma Mater. We will leave some links in the description for you to check those items out. Guys, let's jump on into it, man. Uh, surprise commitment this week. We weren't really expecting it. Um, Wardell Mack, return of the Mack. Cornerback right. out of Louisiana, baby. Six foot, 170-pound corner. That's what he's listed at currently on, on 247. Number 114 overall in the composite. A great get for Corey Raymond and company. Uh, we needed another uh, stud corner for that room. He was at the cookout. Thank word was things went really well at the cookout. Uh, rumor on the street was he'd been silently committed ever since then. And we were just kind of uh, waiting on the right time to drop it. He, we, had, we had said over and over again that the rumor was he was going to commit before his season began and he did. The edit dropped, and here we go, guys. Uh, CJ, what's your thoughts on Wardell Mack? I was super excited about Wardell Mack. I was uh, always in the camp of I really liked Wardell and I wanted him, but that was just I didn't think we were going to get him because at the begin with it was like he's a Louisiana kid, probably doesn't want to come here. 
probably wants to go to LSU. And then LSU loaded up with like 15 defensive backs in a class. And, and, <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, we can cut him here. And then the word was that, okay, well, maybe the staff isn't as high on him uh, as, as he, you know, we would think, what have you, all that put the wayside. Uh, you know, he's a Gator now. He's committed to us. They did what they needed to do. Billy Napier uh, really likes him. And, you know, that's enough for me, of course. But I did watch film. Naturally, I had to go watch the film on him. Uh, the one thing I really recognize about his game is even if he gets beat early on a route, like a, a wide receiver creates separation, Wardell has a good tendency about fighting back to the football, um, getting back to the guy, making a play, putting his hand on the ball. Uh, and not a really tenacious kind of defender as a defensive back. He didn't seem like a kind of guy that's going to get in and get 100 interceptions or anything like that, but he seems like the kind of guy that's really going to make life hard for, for a wide receiver looking for an easy catch because he's just not. Even when you've got him beat or you think you've got him beat, he ends up somehow getting back to the ball and then is able to break up the pass. So I really enjoyed what I saw from him. He's got a great size, great length, uh, Paulus, but uh, he's a <laughs> he's 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 a prototypical cornerback. He's got he the size is what we're looking at with his how how he's built. You know, Corey Raymond likes a specific kind of build on a defensive back. He fits that mold. Uh, Louisiana kids, you know, I like Louisiana kids. I like Louisiana prospects. They play really good football over there. Um, they they produce a lot of really guy, uh, guys with a lot of speed, really athletic guys. Um, so I think it's a great addition. I, I'm excited about it. I'm glad the staff did what they needed to do with all the other gaga that was going on during the day, uh, the night before Miami, putting stuff out there that turned out to be a bunch of malarkey and what have yeah, you. We'll, we'll dip into that in a minute here. But to um, get Wardell Mack out of that showed a, a great bit of awareness, I think, by the staff to say, hey, man, go ahead and commit now. We're going to go ahead and uh, try to try to – snuff some of this uh smoke that's going on out and like i i think i might have said on the show i know i messaged you guys i looked it up and he's right on time with where i would think he would commit because i think they start their season friday with a lot of the most of the uh the college the, the high school football teams um so right on time with what i was expecting so great get for the guys uh top 100 cornerback or top 100 player if you look at him on 247 um, top 175, top 200 player everywhere else. So great player, great talent, four-star player, exactly what we need uh, to keep adding to this class. Wes, what are your thoughts on, on Mr. Matt? There was a lot of <clears throat> a lot of hoopla out there about is Corey Raymond lost it and all this stuff. Uh, is Foster, Teddy Foster is going to be all we got. And, you know, got to love uh, the dish. I was kind of worried uh, about what was going on with our DB class with all the rumors and stuff going on. Uh, we all heard it. We all saw it. <clears throat> we all read it. And uh, to, to get this kid uh, in the class, you know, uh, I've kind of mentioned on the podcast before, the type of guys that are played slot now, you got, if you can look at our team, Ricky uh, Pearsall, he's mostly been in the slot uh, last year. Um, and he's kind of a shifty type of wide receiver. Uh, with the, the You need those to me, the nickel star, whatever you want to call that position uh, nowadays, you need those type of guys that can move with uh, these type of guys that they play slot nine uh, as far as wide receivers, the West Welker types, the uh, 
Julian Elliman types, uh, those type of receivers that play uh, the slot and unique guys that can be able to, that has that quick tit twitch. The, the to Ricky Purcell types. Yeah, the Ricky Purcell types that can <laughs> they can get out of their breaks and he fits that mold. Uh, I know some people are like, well, if he was a little bit taller, he probably ranked higher. And, and then I agree. Uh, CJ alluded to his uh, tape, his film. I like it too. He he sold the ability to to be able to have that makeup speed. You love that on film. You love how he plays the ball um, as a shorter corner, uh, similar to myself. Uh, how I was, you got to play the ball. You got to know your your uh, what your best attributes are. And I love what I saw on film as well. Just like CJ said as well, uh, I, I see him more as a slot corner. Not saying that he can't play the outside, but uh, I, I love to get highly rated kid. Boost the class up more. Uh, still, you know, everybody knows this was my class. I haven't focused on the 25 class yet, but this 24 class is one that I, I thought was going to be the key to Napier showing me that he was that guy and just continues to to add to what I believe is going to be a stellar class. So I uh, love the addition, love this kid, love the film, uh, love his work. And uh, to get a kid out of Louisiana, like CJ just said, uh, those kids are built uh, a little different uh, and you love to get that kid. Well, one more thing for uh, forget about it. Uh, if anybody's looking for a comparison to somebody, they're trying to picture what Wardell looks like in their mind. He's a lot like Duke Dawson. If you remember Duke Dawson playing at Florida, Wardell Mack reminds me a ton of Duke. Of Duke. Duke was only like 5'10", 5'11". He wasn't super tall. He wasn't super big, but he was a great slot corner. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of like what we're going to look at with Wardell Mack. So if you're looking, if you're trying to get a good gauge of comparison of who who you think he's going to play like Duke Dawson is probably who I'd point to. And Duke, if you don't remember, Duke came after Brian Poole and in between he played in between Brian Poole and CJ Gardner Johnson, and then he he played very well. He's still in the league now. I believe he just got picked up by somebody. I saw it the other day in Pittsburgh. I believe Pittsburgh it was Steelers. Pittsburgh. Thank you. Yes, I I saw that that he had got signed just the other day. As a matter of fact, just random tidbits that we're going to mention here. Um, you mentioned about boost the class up more west with the addition of Wardell Mack to the class that puts the Gators at 22 commitments. We're still number three overall in the country with the score of 283.09. And that is our highest class score right, in August since 2013. So this class is right on schedule to be over that 290 mark that you always, you know, you want to shoot for if you're looking for a top five class. I mean, I know the numbers are starting to kind of to go a little higher now, now that they do this five-star plus and all the other kind of craziness that you see as recruiting sites consistently change some of their metrics. But um, right there where you want to be going into the stretch where you're going to take probably three more guys. I mean, that's that's what they're shooting for is three more and then you get into, <clears throat> excuse me, plus one territory, which would be your Jeremiah Smith or prospects like that. Um, and certainly there could be surprise guys like that. But right now I think you, you want to look at the focuses are obviously Seton for the offensive line, who's going to be visiting. His his goal right now is to visit for the Tennessee game. Obviously L.J. McCray and Zay Mincy would be your three guys. Now let's talk about Zay Mincy for a second. We just brought him up, and all the hoopla that, that we were speaking of that happened uh, the other day right before you had Wardell commit was rumors being put out there by the Miami faithful or Miami insiders, whatever you want to call them, the consistently wrong 
um, guys that said that they were saving receipts and, and bookmarks and everything else over a prospect that was about to commit to Miami on, on Sunday, I believe it was. And the, the word on the street was it was Zaymensky. Well, day came and went, no commitment. Now, I understand that, that that just shows that they're blowing a lot of smoke. Now, I do want people to kind of be on their on their toes a little bit about Zaymensky from the point of there are people in our camp that have said that they feel like playing time is kind of an issue for Zaymensky. And that might cause him to think about his commitment for a while. And there's even rumors that he may back up his commitment to January now during one of the all, the uh, the All Star games. Look, the fir- the longer this goes, I mean, it's not always the greatest thing in the world. But Billy Napier and company have shown that they know how to get these things done, especially this cycle. We've seen it over and over again. Whenever you're in doubt, first two weeks of June. <laughs> that they closed the deal on these kids. So I don't want everyone just thinking that just, you know, that it's a done deal, but at the same point, I just want people to realize that, you know, that this recruitment's not just as open and shut as, as we may have thought a month ago. So just let it play out, let the staff do their job. And um, I have a feeling that by, by the end of the things here by the time the, the pen hits the paper that we might be will probably be in really good shape with Zay Mincy. Uh another kid that we were that was a target of ours that we're going to discuss just super quick. Jordan Ross will be committing on Monday. I know that the Gators recruited him heavily prior in back in June. We do not expect Jordan Ross to, to pick Florida when his when his time comes to make his selection. Uh, signs point heavily right now probably to Tennessee. I know Texas is kind of looming in it as well. Most people think that Georgia and Florida are, are not in it. And and Florida went a different direction here. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like that. I get it. You know, I know that the, the, the mindset is we need all the edge rushers we can get. But, you know, you can only take so many kids in the class. And there's a lot of people that don't feel like Jordan Ross – has as much upside as Jamonta Waller has. Now that you know, we can debate that all day. That that's that's not a decision that we here at this at this show make. We you know, I know West would love to have Jordan Ross in this class. I'm kind of like, all right, take who you need to get. You know, take the guys that you know you can get and and go from there. Um, so just just a note that I, as of now, we don't expect Jordan Ross to be in this class come Monday when he makes his selection. Guys, that's pretty much everything that's going on right now, recruiting-wise, except for 2025 quarterback Ryan Montgomery released his top five last night. The Gators made the cut there. Surprisingly, Ohio State did not make the cut, being that he's an Ohio kid. We know that they already have a commitment from a 2025 quarterback but they were expected to take two in next year's class. And his, and his brother plays for Ohio. And his brother plays there. This is a kid that Florida is super high on. Uh, Coach O'Hara has been all over this young man. So us making the top five, not not really unexpected, but expect uh, Ryan Montgomery to be one of the top targets for a quarterback in the 2025 class. He is also – trying to set up a visit for the Tennessee week. I know that's been put out there several places. 
Tennessee week, guys, is going to be our big in-season recruiting weekend this year, much like LSU weekend was last year. So as we hear more and more names that are expected to come for that weekend, I would expect pretty much all the commitments to try to make it that weekend. Um, I know I've, I've heard DJ is going to try to be there. Um, as we mentioned, Seton's going to try to be there. They've had communications back and forth on social media for a while now. Um, so we'll, we'll keep, keep you up to date on guys as we hear names being added into that. I know obviously with that being the case, you'll, you'll want to see if Mincy and McCray can make it to that weekend as well. So that's going to do it for recruiting guys. Great, great to always add another piece to your class and watch that class average go up. Looking forward to see who we close this class out with. It's almost season time, but we're going to talk real quick about, about, you know, the exciting news this week for a lot of people, the black jerseys, guys. Florida unveiled the the full set, if you will. Uh, you know, we'd already gotten a glimpse of the jerseys in the bookstore and whatnot, and there was a lot of back and forth on whether eh, those, you know, those, those look like Walmart jerseys. I'm not sure I'm sold on those. And then they released the video, and, you know, obviously you could people are still framing, you know, the video and whatnot. I wasn't. I was one of those that wasn't sold on the jersey. I'm going to say that right now. When I first saw it, I was like, "Ah, this is what they came up with." Wasn't a big fan of the script over the numbers. Now that I've seen it all put together, I'm 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 starting to come around to it. I'll start with you, Wes. What were your thoughts on on the black uniforms? I like them, Mom. Like you said at first, I was uh, and but then when you saw the helmet and everything to go with along with it. Um, I, I kind of dig it. Um, and, 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 you know, you guys know, I speak about the military a lot and for the, <clears throat> the reason why they're wearing it for that particular game against Arkansas later this year uh, matters a lot to me. I appreciate what they're doing. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, it's about the recruits. The recruits going to love it. The players love it. If they love it, they love the swag on it. Uh, and, and as long as it's done right, and, and looks good. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm all for it. And you know the old adage uh, that the people always say: you look good, you play good. Uh, so I'm, I'm on for it. When I, but when I first saw it, I was I was kind of like you. But then when I saw the helmet uh, to go along with it, that the helmet looks clean. Uh, it still has the orange in it and all that. And and like I say, it's for a good cause, uh, supporting our military. And so I'm all down for it. And it just continues to show uh, that. Napier, the CEO, gets it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of things that, that he's implemented and he's trying to do, and I don't know if this was all his decision. Uh, maybe Scott Strickland probably had a lot to do with this as well. He did um, the same thing at, at Louisiana. They did the so, same exact thing. Okay, so 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 Napier had a lot to do with it. So that adds to my point, what I was saying, a uh, guy being the CEO uh, of the program, when you're when you're the head football coach at a, uh, a major program, you're basically the CEO like of a major company and you have to run that company well. You have to engage with the fans. You have to engage with different smaller parts of uh, fan bases, whether it's uh, charities like breast cancer awareness, all these different things. And the military is very important to me and uh, this country as well as a lot of people. Uh, so I love the, the, the cause behind it and I, I love the uniforms. I love everything about it. So got to support that. And, and to me, when I saw the helmet, I mean, the helmet looked clean. So, and it's only once a year. So, 
Uh, it's not like something that like, is getting away from like uh, tradition that some fans hold dear to to, to themselves. <clears throat> Sorry uh, that that cold is still on me, but you know I, I I ended with this saying that I just love it. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, CJ. Before uh, you <clears throat> give your opinion, I, for those that don't know, maybe you haven't heard why they're wearing black. It's in support of our armed forces, and after the game, those jerseys are going to be auctioned off with all the proceeds going to the mil- uh, to our armed forces. So it's for a great cause. Really excited that they're doing it. So, uh, you know, maybe if you want one of those jerseys, you better be prepared to dip in. You know, if you want to go out there and get that Jack Pyburn jersey after the game, you might have to be paying a pretty penny for it. CJ, what's your thoughts? I love the black uniforms. I, I've been a proponent of the black uniforms. Unlike some, some folks aren't, aren't on the fence, but I like the way the black uniforms look in the basketball uniforms. I like the black uniforms and obviously baseball. I'm wearing the black baseball hat. Um, I, I like, I think it looks good. I think it looks intimidating. It looks aggressive. Um, the recruits are going to love that. The players are going to love that. Uh, that. That's the main thing. You know, even remember when we had the, the hideous, the swamp uniforms, right? Like the everybody hated those, but the recruits loved them. Like the kids loved them. They loved those uniforms. They wanted to wear them. They wanted to take pictures with them. And at the end of the day, if that's that's what we're accomplishing here, then great, awesome. And I understand people are pining for the tradition, but Napier, if you go back and look at the the uniform calendar last year, was super into it as far as tradition goes. We we didn't. We didn't have very many alternates at all compared to what Mullen and, you know, McElwain had done. So, you know, that's that's the main thing. We didn't get too goofy with it. We didn't try to do anything. Weren't, you know, weren't reinventing the wheel or anything like that. You kept the stripes. Um, you know, we didn't put any kind of scales on it. It wasn't, so, yeah, yeah <laughs> any scales or like the Atlanta Falcons did with their uniforms where they kind of oh, like, Jesus. like they, they kind of like what the gradient. The red gradient. Or, Please yeah. don't say that. You're hurting my heart. Or, you know, so we didn't do anything like that. And that's kind of what I was afraid of. But this is just kind of what I had in mind. This is what, what I thought that they would look like. I love the helmet. The helmet looks really nice to me. Um, I wasn't crazy about the script on the chest. It, I, every time I see that, that always kind of feels high, like high school football to me. Um, but with it not being printed on and being sewn on, yeah, it looks patch. a lot better. Yeah, the the patch looks a lot better. And then, they, then too, we looked at the uniforms. They didn't have all the patches on even with the, the video they took. They haven't been sewn on. There's still an SEC patch that has to be sewn on. And, of course, the Gator logo that has to be sewn on. So you're going to have some more stuff going There'll on. There'll probably be some kind of military so, you know, thing. Right. They'll have a specific patch. Something on that, like a helmet sticker. Um, so there's going to be, you know, I think they're going to look really good. I think that they, they've done a good job. They've been respectful about this. They didn't, like I said, they didn't do anything gone. They didn't do anything stupid. Uh, the recruits are going to love these things, man. Um, the kids, I, as far as I can tell, the kids love them. Past players love these uniforms. Um, <laughs> they they come out in droves and supporting this. Uh, and then again. Napier is, you know, when he got here, he said, we're going to use this as a, as a teaching tool as well. So, you know, you're serving two purposes. It's, number one, you're giving the kids what they want. You're, you're, you know, kind of helping the players. You're making them feel good, but you're also teaching them a lesson and giving back to your community uh, in the same breath. So it's, it's doing, it's doing what it's designed to do. 
Um, so I'm I'm really all for it. I love it. I love everything about the the black uniforms. I hope I hope that Arkansas wears their all whites when they play us. So they wear yeah, that'll be white. sharp looking. That'd See, be I nice. think I think that would be a cool uniform combo uh, matchup with Arkansas in the all whites and us in the all blacks. Yes, sir. So, guys, let's just you know some practice updates before we jump out of here on this episode. Just a few things. Obviously, the news about Justice Boone has come out and about him tearing his ACL. So, you know, obviously we we've lost that young man for the season, and our thoughts and our our prayers go up to him as he recuperates from that injury. You never want to see. I know Wes was particularly upset about that. That's his boy. He was hoping for him to have a really big season. Um, and it's a tough loss, guys. It, it, you know, it is a tough loss. You can't sit here and say, well, you know, next man. It's a tough loss. We're expecting big things out of, out of Boone this year. But, you know, you went out and recruited some good depth. Not, not you know, and you got some good depth in the portal. Uh, we expect Tyreek Sapp is, has moved over to that position, and he's going to get some burn there. Kelby Collins, obviously, is going to be in the mix. Uh, Jack Pyburn is a guy that they've said can play that. He can play either side. So you've got flexibility there. You've got rotational pieces. Uh, they've even mentioned that Caleb Banks could play there if needed be. So you, you've got the pieces to go to that spot where you can, you, you know, you're not, at least you have depth is what I'm saying. You know, you're not going to be stuck with two guys that are just going to be gassed by the third quarter because you don't have the pieces to rotate in and out. Wes, what do you want to add to this? Um, just about boom, the, 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 the demand. Uh, the young kid, good young man. Yeah, uh, he came down here. He played at my rival high school, so that's like 15 minutes away from me. Uh, either my, how did you know? Everybody knows how high schools are. Everybody's 15 minutes away. I could probably get to his high school before I get to my old high school. Uh, the kid came down during the summer and did a uh, thing at the uh, we, our park, which is called Dillon Park, uh, with the kids. So he came and gave back. And he's not an NFL type player. Well, he's not an NFL player right now. So to come back, being in college, and, and have something for the kids and, and do things, uh, drills, and, and kind of uplift the kids when Speaks he's not making – Yeah, he's not making $10 million. So send prayers, uh, uh, that type of thing to that that, that young man uh, as he's going through because he's going to need it right now because I'm, I'm pretty sure he was – thinking that he was going to have a breakout year, maybe go to the NFL this year because it's his third year in the program, I believe. And he's strong versus the run. So that, as far as on the field things, that is going to hurt. He may not be the elite type pass rusher, but he was on the other side as far as defense, strong side defensive end. And he's very, very, even in high school, that was the thing that stood out to me when he killed us. Uh, my, my high school, he was just strong against the run. He was he was a man amongst boys, and that's why he was at the University of Florida. And uh, I just want to give uh, him his kudos of what the type of guy he is and, and let you guys know that, that that's a big loss because he, he has good character um, from what I've heard and what I've seen and things he's done back here in South Carolina. So uh, if you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, just send him your prayers and, and, and wish him uh, well wishes uh, doing his recovery because he is a good kid. He has good character. So um, it, it's a big loss on and off the field. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, we're not going to spend that. But you know, at least this year we have guys that we can get to that position. And it happened at a time where you still had some, some distance to the season where you could get guys ready to play that position 
and know that their expectations were going to be higher than what maybe they thought they were going to be a week ago. Um, some positive injury news. Shamar James came back to practice today, still wearing a non-contact jersey, but he's full speed at practice. So that's great. Arvis Boringham practicing without the non-contact jersey. Um, Caleb Odom back at practice, you know, after tearing his ACL in the bowl game. So that's that's always good to have that young man back. Um, Devin Moore back out there practicing at full speed. Uh, Jason Marshall back out there. I mean, so, yes, we, we lost Boone, and that's, you know, you never want to lose a kid, but you, you can almost guarantee it every year you're going to lose somebody. And it, it's just the unfortunate part of the sport that we love to cheer is that you don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually it's almost always going to happen. Um, but right now, thankfully more kids getting healthy than not getting healthy. Uh, CJ, what are your thoughts as far as the, how, how the injuries are looking and how the team is kind of health wise right now? Uh, you're going to get banged up because you just haven't, you're now playing contact football. That's just part of it. Um, we see it every year. We've lost guys. Uh, every, I don't think there's been a season that I can remember that somebody important hasn't gotten hurt early on. It's just what it is. You know, you rarely ever go through uh, a major, just completely healthy stretch. It just doesn't happen because it's a contact game. It just happens like that. Uh, shouts out to uh, Justice, though. Dude is, uh, based on what I know about him, he's going to come back from this. And he's going to be ready to play. And he's going to make up for, you know, missing this season. Um, you know, based on what I know, he'll probably get a medical waiver. He'll have two seasons to to play again. So uh guy's going to come back. He's going to work. We'll have him next year. And uh, he's going to be able to show show everybody what he was going to show them this year. Um, but the one one story that has come out even through the, the Justice Moon injury, the emergence of Jack Pyburn. Has has really taken over uh, the Gator airwaves. Uh, the guy is uh, saying a lot of the right things. Uh, the way he talks, his attitude, the way the coaches talk about him. Um, he talks about he he looks he looks slimmer, like he looks like he's cut. He's really lean. Uh, you know, he's you know, you came out of, he came out of high school and he was just this big lug. You know, he was just this kind of kid. You know. That you that you would see like would would play like the the big time player in like a a movie about high school football. He was that kind of guy. Um, now you look at him and he's he's slimmed down. He's trimmed up. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He talks about doing yoga to help with his flexibility. Um, so I'm looking for Pyburn to really step up this year um, because I think he just wants to. Uh, you know, there's a, there's one thing you you cannot measure, and that's how much a kid wants it. Um, and he just, from the way his demeanor is and the way he's acted in these spots, he looks like a kid that's ready to take the step um, and, and really, really give it everything he's got for the team. Um, and then we've talked about Kelby Collins. Kelby Collins has been a guy that has really made impact since he stepped on campus in the spring. Um, Cameron James is another guy that I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe we won't see him get to play very much at all maybe in spurts, but he's a guy that they're really high on, just kind of raw at the moment. So let's see how he progresses through the year. I think by the end of the year, you'll probably see Cameron James a few times more than what you would typically think to see him. Um, and then, of course, we talked about Sap. Sap originally wasn't an end rusher. I uh, put on a little weight to play on the inside. Now he's going to take that weight back off and it'd be a little more natural for him. 
to play on the edge anyway. So um, for sure, I think that Sapp just kind of got lost in the shuffle. You added a whole bunch of guys. Uh, you had a whole bunch of guys in the middle, you know, and it just kind of – he's one of those players that you just kind of lose, but then you see him and you're like, oh, oh yeah, we still have him um, because he, he flashes all the time that great athleticism. is. He's really quick. He's got like a twitch to him. He's got a jump to him. Uh, he really can get off the ball. So um, looks like a kid that's going to make an impact too now that he's going to be given an opportunity um, in a natural position for him uh, with, with us being able to shore up the inside. So there's definitely pieces there. You know, losing Justice sucks. Uh, I wanted Justice to play. Justice was going to be a big-time contributor for us. But fortunately for us, we, we've made the adjustments to where last year losing losing a guy like him would be a bigger blow than it is this year. So the, the staff has definitely done the right things to put the right pieces in play to kind of lessen the blow, uh, whereas, you know, last year it might have been a little more – you know, a little more to chew. Um, but now, you know, this, this is where we're at. We've got guys in position through the transfer portal, through recruiting to to really make up for that loss. Yeah, I really think by the time Jack Pyburn leaves University of Florida, he's going to be a fan favorite. That's why I said you may want to get ready to start bidding on that Jack Pyburn jersey when it goes on sale after the Arkansas game. Um, one other piece of uh, quote-unquote news that broke last Friday was Billy Napier naming Graham Mertz starter. Um, obviously, unless you just really thought that was that was a real thing, that you know it wasn't big news to you to hear that that Graham Mertz was named the starter. Um, I think everyone pretty much knew how that was going to go. Jack Miller has not been practicing pretty much at all this week, except on the side. So. Max Brown right now is your number two quarterback. I know a lot of people want to see Max get into a game and see what he has, but given what with the, the notes that most everybody got out of the scrimmage, Graham Mertz looks like he is in firm control of this offense. Not exactly throwing the ball down the field, but making the passes that he needs to make. And that's something we've talked about over and over again on this show. Um, we just want Graham to make those smart passes, to connect on those slants, on those comeback routes, you know, short intermediate routes. Just move the ball down the field because we're going to run the ball. I mean, you know that. So hopefully you're in position where you can get that six, seven yard pass if you need it with these, especially with these weapons that we have in, in Persaud, Wilson, Gene, Douglas. So, and even Boardingham, if he's health, you know, hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. Then the mismatch that he's going to create with some guys. The news on Graham Ner- on Graham Mertz is is very encouraging. Um, not so much the, the quarterback news out of Utah, depending on who you want to believe right now. Uh, the news came out this week that their backup quarterback sustained an injury, and if you believe the reports, it was a lacerated liver, and that that young man, it, I mean, he could miss the whole season. So. I know that I know Billy Napier is not a dumb head coach. He is going to prepare as if Cam Rising is going to play, start this game and play. Um, and, and to be honest, a lot of us kind of hope that he does, me included. I hope he does play because I know that he is he's not going to he's going to lose half of what makes him so effective, and that's his ability to scramble. I just don't believe he'll have that if he plays. And there, therefore. Coach Armstrong is just going to dial it up on him. And that's that's what we want to see. Yes, Wes? 
may ask you both a question before we before we head out. Do you want the backup backup? Because I mean that will be the third guy. Do you want the win or do you want to see Cam Rising? Maybe limited because, like you just alluded to, he maybe not be able to be as mobile. Or do you want the win? Do you want to see them at their best with Cam Rising? And maybe he's not as mobile, but he can still throw the ball. Or do you want the win knowing that the third string quarterback is playing? I, I want that question. I want – here's the thing. I know, they're, I know they got great running backs. I know they can run the football. Um, I just want to see us go up. I don't care who it is. And I'm going to be very, very honest with you. A, because like I just said, if I believe if Cam plays, he's not the same quarterback that came to Gainesville last year. That's you're not seeing the same effectiveness out of that young man, even if he's, you know, obviously he knows the offense better. So from that standpoint, he's still probably better than the third string quarterback. I also know that they have a phenomenal freshman quarterback on that bench that they really think a lot of. That was an elite eleven quarterback that they say they're going to have packages for him regardless of what happens. Um, I just want to see the defense go up there and play like a Florida defense is supposed to play. And whoever is under that center, I want to see them having to run for their life, especially on third downs. I, you know, I want, that's where I really want to see is I want to see us on third down instead of playing soft and, and, and hoping they don't get it. I want to see a, a quarterback having to run and just throw the ball away like Gator defense is supposed to treat him. CJ? Uh, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care who the quarterback is. Just win the damn game. Like That's that's, that's it. We, we won the damn game last year with Cam Rising at full strength with a defense that was porous at best. We can, we can still beat them again with Cam Rising. We've shown that we can do it. I don't care who plays quarterback. Am I am I sitting here and telling you I'm guaranteeing us to beat Utah? Hell no. But I am telling you that we have the capacity and the manpower and the team to beat them again because we've already done it. So I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care. You put Cam Rising. You put Phoenix Rising. You put Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona <laughs> Ice-T. I don't give a damn who goes out there and plays quarterback. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if they dig I'm up Keith Stabler. Go out there and beat that I'm football team. Brother, but I want you to know I'm laughing. There, what CJ just said. Go ahead, CJ. Go ahead. I'm just, I can't. Uh, deep rising. I, I, I don't care who you. I don't care. I don't care. Go out there and win the damn football game. Beat who's in front of you. It doesn't Some, matter. Show me my opponent. That's it. Some other things that are of note about going out there, obviously a lot's been made about going to Utah in the elevation. Um, Billy Napier has said that they've been talking to their uh, to the doctors and whatnot around there and coming up with a plan on how they wanted to combat that. They'll be going up, I believe, on Tuesday, getting there a couple days early so that they can acclimate themselves better to the conditions. Obviously, walking around on the streets and maybe doing a run through is not the same as playing into the third quarter. I mean, it, it'll have an effect. Don't, don't get me wrong. It'll have an effect. It, it absolutely will. But remember, this is not the team last year that we only had a two deep. This roster is deeper. If guys need to get out to get a blow, you have talent behind them now that you didn't have while maybe unproven talent, 
you still do have football talent behind him to bring onto the field a good rotation, especially on that defensive line, which last year we didn't have at all. And you were seeing guys in the third quarter barely able to lift their arms and whatnot. And, you know, that's where you're really going to see an improvement, I think, on the defense this year, especially in these situations, is a fresh rotation, you know, where these guys can get off the field but not lose a step when they do. And that's really what I look forward to seeing is, is that plus Armstrong's approach to bringing the pressure to this guy. Because I'm telling you now, if Cam Rising is under center or the third-string quarterback, it's pressure all night, baby. I mean, it is pressure all night. Make these guys have to make split-second decisions. And then watch this entire Corey Raymond coach secondary make some plays on the ball. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about it. It's almost here. Like I said, by the time you listen to this podcast, it's going to be two weeks from kickoff. In two weeks, you know, you're going to be listening to this episode and we're going to be talking about, we're going to be breaking down some what, what we want to see in the game. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost here, guys. I mean, just it's time to get excited. Just get to the game. Keep these boys healthy. That's all we can ask right now, man. I'm, I'm tired of practice reports. I'm tired of just seeing people talk about, oh, well, uh, Graham Mertz hit some nice slants today and uh, Montreal broke one off long at the end of practice. I don't care anymore. As long as they're healthy, let's get to kickoff. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. CJ, is there anything you want to add before we jump? Uh, just thank you guys, as always, for supporting us creators. Check us out on the, the Twitter page, Facebook page. Check out our friends' alma mater as they start to sell some of the black gear. Uh, they still get that Pell Era logo hat, you know, with the black, with the rope. It's really sweet. Uh, a lot of people are buying that. Also, be on the lookout. Georgia high school football starts this Friday, so I'm sure we're going to have some updates for the Under the Lights for you guys, with some of the guys that we're going to be uh, following with our commitments. We have a few, few guys that are committed to us from Georgia, so we're going to be keeping up with those guys. Uh, and all the other high school football that's going to be going on very shortly uh, as we start to kind of keep up with some of the highlights, some of the stats with our guys uh, that we followed last year, some of maybe some of the recruits that we're looking at too. So uh, keep up with that for sure, guys. Uh, again, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for uh, supporting the hat giveaway that we're going to give out at the end of the month. Again, just leave a like, a comment, subscribe, and you can be entered to win that hat. So thank you so much. You're helping us grow. It really means a lot to us. Football season is almost here, guys. We're going to have some actual honest God football to talk about. And you won't have to hear me talk about how these kids look in, in, in what I call combine pajamas anymore. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. You really, We really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for bringing up the uh, Under the Lights. If you don't know, that's a, that's a thing we started last year. That's a thread we do on our social medias where we post tweets from people that are at the games and stat updates throughout the night of how our commits are, are doing on the field in their, in their high school football games. Wes, send us home. Yeah, appreciate you guys, like CJ just said, and Hershey alluded to as well. We thank you guys for the support. We continue to grow on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, um, check out our link in the bottom. Uh, Hershey's going to drop that if you want to get those black uniforms that some of you guys may feel like me and Hersh. Now, you didn't like it, but now you love it, and you want one of those black jerseys to add to whatever you have already in your closet. So, uh Love that. 
love what's going on with the with the program love what's going on with our podcast can't thank you guys enough supporting us as creators and as always 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 support our troops and that's supporting our troops because that's uh the giveaways for us black jerseys and all martyrs giving that out now so make sure you click our link use our link in the bottom of the description that will be there on the youtube podcast and then you can order your black jersey if you want go ahead and get you that uh the ETN jersey, or maybe you want to get uh, Boringham because he's been looking good in camp, and maybe he's going to be the next Jordan Reed or Kyle Pitts type dude. You never know. So check that out. Get that going. And as always, uh, go Gators. Go Gators, baby. Go Gators, baby. Catch y'all next week. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.